The 492nd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head on over to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And finally, we're brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store, 15% off everything when you use promo code PLAYOFFS. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, welcome to episode 492, it says on my screen, 492 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This one's going out to JL's, these people in their YouTube names, JLIS Wins, I, I assume is the name, or it could be JL Is Wins, that doesn't really make sense though, or it could be <laughs> JLI Swins, no, I, I'm going to say it's JLIS, JL, this goes out to JLIS Wins for giving us a nice comment uh thank you everyone for watching our youtube stuff they're probably watching this as we speak right now because this is the regional episode and they tend to do very well on youtube uh, that seems to be the niche that we have found there so thanks for watching even if you're not interested in watching us on youtube if you could just subscribe to our account with your all your youtube accounts that would help just get our numbers up so we can start making youtube pay us money all right because we're capitalists here uh i'm one half of the capitalists i would be jeff chalks fox Today is, I was going to say today's Monday. No, it is not. Today is a non-UFC week, which means we're doing a regional episode. Um, and like I said, regional episodes are pretty uh, popular. And as added bonus, the man I'm about to introduce is very good at making regional picks. So let's uh, bring him in. And we're going to talk some LFA 175. Hello, Mr. Regional MMA God, Gumby Breeder. <laughs> It is the thing that I seem to have held on to the best over the years. You know, we've, we've ebbed and flowed with some things. The regional MMA picks seem to go well. And this is a good LFA card, too. Not that LFA usually gives us anything other than, like, really great cards. But this is LFA in Brazil. Uh, LFA seems to be just given bangers every single time they go to Brazil. Because, you know, like yep. there's a lot of... You know, there's there's people we've heard of from, you know, Jungle Fight or Shooto Brazil or, you know, like some of the other promotions down there. Uh, but it's pretty rare when when one of the bigger organizations from America goes to a place like Brazil and they, they do seem to drum up all of the best talent down there. And there's uh, I mean, there's one on this card that I'm absolutely stoked on. So uh, we'll, we'll be talking about him uh, gratuitously in a moment. Oh, he's tipped his hand a bit. It is a he. Um... Yeah, LFA seems to be uh, the spot to go. Well, it's it's ba- basically a uh, automatic feeder system to the UFC. Um, you could sign with the well, I was going to say Bellator. You could sign with the PFLs or other promotions. They're the world, still Bellator, according to the yeah, press conference they had today. They had a press conference yeah. today, and I swear to God, they were oh, talking yeah. about it like it was a separate entity. And they're like, <sighs> "Oh, it's so great nice. when they're going to have the PFL versus Bellator cards because it's like it's like an all star game. It's like cross promotion, and it's like." You're the same thing now. <laughs> Stop yep. this. Yep. Um, I don't know why yeah, you're, so I, I, yeah. I don't know why they're they're holding on to this. <laughs> I, I just think um UFC uh thinks more highly of you if you 
go through a, a feeder league rather than one of their quote unquote competition leagues. So LFA definitely is feeder, feeder league. And like, as Gumby said, they tend to get the best talent. And then when they're in Brazil, they really load the cards up with, with Brazilian talent. So we will uh, break down this fight card very, very shortly. But of course, um, speaking of PFL and everything, this goes hand in hand with the big news of the day is it's probably a couple of years past the peak. Um, but Kayla Harrison, the Olympic gold medalist, multiple gold medalists, right? Two. Two, I think. One, two <laughs> judo uh, gold medals and previously undefeated in MMA until she slipped up two, two fights ago. She is signed with the UFC fighting at Bantamweight, which she used to be a lightweight. And as Gumby said in, in the Discord, when she was in the Olympics, she was a welterweight or a middleweight, I guess, technically, if they're because she was 176 or something. So, yeah, 172. 172. Yeah. I went back and looked. Right. I was, I was welterweight, then we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a welterweight. Um, this is going to be a Bantamweight against Holly Holm. Thoughts so, so first of all, I, I'm going to dispute you in saying this is too soon or too late. Like this is uh, the late move. I, I actually think the timing's great. Uh, if if we had gotten her to the UFC at two and zero or three and zero when she was like still raw, like that's when she should have been beating up those gals in the PFL, right? Like that that was the right time for her to be doing that. And you know, I I, I heard some people, you know, my my guy Mac in the the Discord was talking about how. You know, why would they sign her now? Isn't the shine and luster off of her? You got to remember the UFC is about two things. The UFC is about the optics of being able to say that that other organization is beneath them and they're about the money. And the fact that she lost to Larissa Pacheco one time definitely helped them in negotiations. They were like, look, you lost to Pacheco. We can't pay you what we were going to pay you. Thousand percent help UFC in negotiations. But at the same time, she's beaten Pacheco multiple times. Um, and all of her wins over Pacheco were one-sided. Yes, the last one did not go that way. But anytime somebody's like, oh, our, you know, our champ beat your champ or whatever, which, by the way, isn't even their champ anymore. Pacheco isn't going to be able to fight in PFL because they got rid of the featherweight division. So anytime they're like, oh, you know, Pacheco beat your your gal or, your, your you know, if she does become champ, your champ. They're going to be like, yeah, she's, what is she? What's her career record against her? Because it's not good. Um, so I think the UFC maintains the optics of it. They save a little bit of money. And as far as talking about whether or not she's ready from like a talent standpoint, she's had a couple of those fights in there. She's had the, you know, the Aspen Land fight. Aspen Land, despite the fact that she sometimes fights with a, a low fight IQ, is a tough Sometimes. Out. Yeah. Well, like. If Kayla Harrison was in the UFC, that was the entry to the top 10, right? That was her entry to the top 10 fight was, was Aspen Ladd. And she passed it with flying colors. So then she would be perfectly in line for a Holly Holm ass fight. So like, yes, the Pacheco fight is obviously, you know, there's alarm bells and stuff like that. But, you know, you could also make arguments about her motivation. Like, what's your motivation to beat this person again after doing it over and over again? Um, and, and she didn't. So... Uh, she's got her prospect loss out of the way. She's fighting Holly Holm now, who just showed she's got some pretty big issues with grappling at this stage of her career. I, I, you know, obviously the 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 big elephant in the room is whether or not she can make thirty five. You know, she's given herself three months. In theory, she's probably already been working at it because you know she hasn't fought in two or three months anyway. So like. I, I think given five months, which is the time from her last fight, uh, you know, who knows? You know, she could, we, we could see a Kayla Harrison come in for weigh-ins and look like she had a body transformation. Cause she's not fat, but I just mean like, no, <laughs> you know, she, she could, she could cut down on her muscle mass. Who knows what she'll look like. 
yeah. Uh, for those who haven't seen Kill Harrison, she is not overweight. Um, no, she's she, she she Jack. <laughs> she is Jack. So yeah, who knows um, if she can get to that weight? Someone uh, posted on Twitter uh, what a uh, video of what her new diet is going to be to get to 135, and it was someone like uh, stir frying uh, ice cubes, and they were pouring <laughs> uh, pouring water for sauce on top of the ice cubes. Yeah, everything was water in the in the diet. So yeah, who knows? Um, you like the matchup against home? Big game I think that's the well, in in you know, I I All think right. we, we talked about this when we did the bantamweight division breakdown. Is like bantamweight badly is in need of somebody with name value. Because no offense to Cal Pennington, no offense to Myra Buena Silva, like th- there's just not like a lot of luster behind those names. There's, that's not that's not selling any tickets. It has to be the co-main event on a pay per view. Uh, and you know, the other women's divisions could in theory headline a pay-per-view, right? Like Wei Li Zhang at this point in time could probably headline a pay-per-view. Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko three could headline a pay-per-view for sure. Bantamweight can't right now until they find somebody who can. Uh, and Kayla Harrison might be that person. So the best way to get her to be that person is to beat somebody with a meaningful name themselves. And right now, like I said before, Holly Holm. Look terrible trying to grab Myra Buena Silva, grapple Myra Buena Silva, and Raquel Pennington showed it's not that hard. Uh, so that that kind of tells you where Holly Holmes at at this stage in her career. But as I just said in the Discord, if Holly Holm wins, we're stuck with Holly Holm in a title fight again. No, 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 no. no, no. Then we go to Misha Tate. <laughs> oh right, you're Misha Tate. Uh, yeah. Mac mentioned uh, Jermaine Durand. Me, but like, no, the UFC. She just like got Jermaine Durand. She just got scheduled for a fight, though. Yeah, I know she's coming back, but the UFC is not after all that cyborg stuff and and refusing to fight her when she's champ. Yeah, UFC is not going to be bending over backwards to do her any any favors. But I don't know. She comes out and starches a couple of women like that. Maybe you you'd be surprised. Mom uh, power. If... Maybe she has uh, extra mom strength now. She had a baby uh, fairly recently, so you never know. Yeah. Um, she, and Harrison's she, I, younger than Harrison's younger than all these people too, which is maybe not maybe surprising. She's only thirty three. She seems is that they, is that yeah, true? I just looked. She's I looked it up. I thought, I thought she was older. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I looked, yeah. <laughs> you don't think she is? You think it's a lie? No, I mean I believe you. <laughs> I, I don't think you're lying about what you read. Yeah, nineteen ninety, July second, nineteen ninety. So yeah, she's just been in the public eye for a while. You know, minute, Olympian yeah. and all that jazz. So guess the UFC could not get. Ronda Rousey, so they maybe got the the better version of Ronda Rousey in uh, MMA, perhaps at this I point. Mean, and their career is definitely the better version. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't expect Ronda to come back for UFC three hundred. No, I no, think no. anybody who did was, uh, you know, same with Brock Lesnar, or, you know, whoever. I, I I think people were grasping at straws, but uh, yeah, I mean, like this is this is their play to make bantamweight exciting again, and uh, yeah. it will probably it will probably go well. And if it doesn't, you know, hey, Holly Holm. Yep, we always got good all in in case of fire break glass and Holly Holmes behind the glass. Um, So, yeah, this is going to be UFC 300 uh, that this fight's going down. If we didn't mention that, April the 13th. So, um, this card's starting to fill up. It still does not have the the top, the top fight's still not there, right? I'm looking over this card. They still don't have I still think it's going to, I I think you're going to get an easy fight on there. I originally said it was probably going to be Pajeda, but it does look like it will be Dragas now. I really do think we're going to get Dreykus Izzy on that card. They're just, you know, Dreykus' team is probably playing a little bit of hardball to to squeeze a couple of bucks out of there. And they're playing the, oh, we don't know if his eyes going to be ready kind of game. He looked fine. I, I watched him. He was on Instagram the other day 
chugging beers harder than I've ever seen any champion chug beers. So Maybe that's I, uh, why he won't be ready then. He, Perhaps he won't be ready then. He was just <laughs> deleting those things. Um, it just didn't even look like he was swallowing. So uh, yeah, good for good for him. He's looking like he's enjoying champ life. <laughs> good champ life. Hashtag champ life. All right. Enough um, of the preamble. We're going to get right down to LFA 175 after I tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA. Yes, they have it all. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player's stats and cash in. You can win 100 times with some of, of these spicy plays. Gumby, you have a play for tomorrow? Maybe Joel yeah. Embiid over, over 70 two points or something Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go same game Uh, i'll take the uh in the sixers versus pacers game i will take the uh lower than on miles turner's rebounds because since they've gotten pascal siakam uh he uh, miles turner is the one who's getting uh issues with his his rebounds i think he's only got eight over the last two games uh, and he's set up for six and a half, according to the projection here. I, I don't think he's going to get there. So give me the lower than on Miles Turner's rebounds. Yeah, he is not getting the boards. I agree with that pick. Uh, so watch a lot, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And here's the important part to help out our show. When you sign up with the promo code MMASGPN, because we're tracking which show gets the most sign up. So MMA. SGPN Underlog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underlog Fantasy promo code MMA SGPN. I remember to say it this time. We've had that code for about a week, and I every time I've forgotten to say it because that's what happens when you get old. All right, LFA, we're doing five fights, and it's a pretty big fight card, is it not? It has got 14 fights on it. Is there any fighter or uh, fight? worth mentioning that we're not going to cover today yeah there, there's one Neon's right fight. before uh there's one right before the fights that we're going to do so we're doing the top five fights on here but if we had gone one lower it, it's not even necessary that i really love the fight but i really love the fighter her name's lanny silva um lanny silva only 21 years old mean kickboxer she's already four and in her career she is fighting a six and oh prospect on the other side but nowhere near as polished as she is in my opinion She's got, like I said, a long kickboxing record, some really good amateur fights. Um, they've already had her fight some pretty good prospects. She was 1-0 fighting somebody who was 4-0. Like, Lainey Silva is, uh, I-, I think she's the real deal, and she'll probably be uh, contender series worthy come fall if they get her one or two more fights before then, because she'll be like 6-0. That seems like just about the right thing. And, uh, you know, with the, the style of kickboxing she brings, it's a lot of fun. I don't think there'll be a playable line on her, even though she's 4-0 and fighting somebody 6-0. But, like, she's a fun one to watch out for on the undercard. As uh, Gumby alluded to there, no lines are out for this, which is surprising. We were saying this off there. Usually, LFA, you can get those lines pretty early, right? You usually, yeah, usually by, and, and we're, of course, recording this on Wednesday and, and kicking it yep. right out to you guys right away. Uh, yeah, usually by Wednesday, they're out. So it, it was kind of surprising to wake up this morning and go digging for them because uh, I already had my my handicaps on the fights and I was trying to confirm whether or not they make sense. And uh, I didn't find anything. So uh, I, we're going to play a little bit of a guessing game here and hopefully yep. it lets you guys know where there is value on the lines too. Yep. All right. So Gumby told you the that was the opener of the fight that he just gave you a brief preview on. That was the opener on the main card. We're going to do the rest of the main card uh, for LFA 175 Lopez versus Brigajal. 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 I think it's Jao. Yeah. Jao. 
Brijajau. Brijajau. We don't really have any, um, we haven't had any Brazilian fans reach out to us about my pronunciations yet. So uh, if you're out there, let us know. We've had Polish ones, we've had other countries. And they let us know. They let us know you talked about it. (laughs) Politely, but yes. All right. So this is Saturday, the 27th, 9 p.m. Eastern. Here's the best part. It's easy to watch. Prelims are on YouTube. Main card is on UFC Fight Pass. That's that's good. You don't have to go to dodgy sites or or uh, pay-per-view or anything like that. Uh, this is going down in the Gimnasio do Palvilho in Cajamar, Sao Paulo, Brazil. And Gumby has not been there. He hasn't been South America. Neither have I. Nope. I know you. All right. We're going to the next card on the main card. Uh, next fight in the main card would be Marco Tulio versus Semi Dos Santos. Uh, all these fights are Brazil versus Brazil action. I will tell you about Dos Santos first. Miota, M-E-I-O-T-A. I don't think I have a translation for that. Do you have a translation for that? I do not. Hmm. Did I even look it up? See, I did the research for this days ago, so now I don't even remember if I even looked it up. Um, we're gonna we're gonna play some uh, Google searching as I'm talking to you on the air here. No, Miota means Miota in Portuguese and English. All right. Uh, Dos Santos, six and four, four knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. So he owes us some rounds. At least don't get, yeah, he owes his rounds. He finishes people too. So uh, this is his LFA debut. He's won two straight, both via finish. He's not fought since February of 2020. So he's, it's four years almost. He's been out of action by my math here. He's not lost a fight since May of 2019, which is easy when you haven't fought in almost four years. Uh, two inches taller than Tulio, Tulio Matutio, Matuto, M A T U T O. And you're not helping with that either, are you? I'm not, nope, because <laughs> it means I don't know what it means either. Uh, he is 10 and one, six knockouts, one submission. That would be Tulio. Uh, he's been knocked out once, he owes his rounds too. This one's going to decision. They owe us one low in LFA, one low in contender series. Yeah, he didn't get a contract. He's won six straight fights. He's not lost since September 2018. Why didn't Tulio get a contract? Uh, he fought Yosri Belaguri, um, who's a big, 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 tall, lanky kickboxer. And of course, like if you're going to be uh, Marco Tulio and you're going to fight that big, long, lanky kickboxer, there's a pretty clear style uh, that you have to fight in order to beat a guy like that. And he, he followed that to a T. You know, he pinned him up against the cage. He made him work for most of that fight. Uh, he did score a takedown in the third round that wound up being definitely the, the clincher on it all. Uh, he worked to wear out Belagori and he did a really good job of that. Um, and as far as on the feet, like what, what I can tell you about what I've seen from him is just that it's like, he's smart to stay out of range against guys who are taller than him. He stays out of range against guys who are blitzing him. He stays out of range. He, he doesn't do stupid things like clash into exchanges. He doesn't need to be in. And Semi Dos Santos is just a fighter who, you know, likes throwing bombs and is trying to get a ton of knockouts. I mean, his, his record's not good by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and I think Tulio here is the worst kind of matchup for him. He's, he's somebody who won't walk into any of those bombs, will fight the smart fight, will probably wear you down, and then will be willing to exchange with you when you're out of gas and you don't have any bombs left in your, your arsenal. So uh, Tulio should come in here as a pretty massive favorite, not just because of the record. You know, usually that's one of the things the, the bookmakers go right on is the record. And Tulio's record's way better. So he's already going to be a big favorite. Then you add that he was on contender series and he won on contender series. I mean, we're probably talking negative 450, negative 500 on Tulio here, but he is the very clear pick for me. All right, so Tulio is the pick. And what was the number you said again? Sorry. I'm probably negative 450. Your guess? Yeah. All right. That's not good enough for us. Throw it in a parlay. Um, all right. We're going to move 
down a weight class, up the fight card. This is a band of weight fight, three five minute rounds. Apollo Gomez, Vinicius Perez, um, or Pyres. Pires. I think I'm probably He's the purest Perez. He's eight and one, three with three submissions. He's been submitted once, two and zero in LFA. He's won seven straight fights. He's not lost since April of 2019. Used to fight up uh, down, excuse me, at flyweight. He's got inch of height on Gomez. Deuce de Guara, not an original nickname, and we know what it means, Gumby. Got a war. Yeah. Yep. His name's Apollo, though, so it kind of goes. It kind of goes uh, all right with. Is it Aries the uh, war? Aries it doesn't matter. Apollo sounds good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, he's no, uh, Devisan Figueredo is, I believe, yeah, actually. That's um, also true. Yep. Uh, Gomez is nine and one, four knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted one time. This is his LFA debut. He's won two straight. Used to fight at Flyweight as well. Four years younger than I can't remember how you how you said Perez's Puris. name. Purez. Purez. Go ahead. Do you know who uh, who had an Aries nickname for a minute? Yes, the Red King. <laughs> the Red King? Yes. Do you remember what his nickname was before it was the Red King or Aries? We're talking about Roy McDonald, of course. We are. Um, yeah, he, he made up, like, he gave himself the other ones. Um, Aries and Rick. And what was his name before? Some, wasn't it like a young type of thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. He was, he was the water boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. But, yeah, so he's like, I'm going to give myself nicknames that sound cooler than that, right? Yeah, he's still yeah. the water boy to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's let's talk about this fight. Uh, I, I think the odds are going to be real close on this one. I do uh, lean to Pires, uh being just like a slight favorite here. Let, let's say like negative 140. Um, because it's a regional fight, you get a little bit more uh, juice on the different side. So you're probably going to see negative 140. You'll probably barely get plus money on the other side. It might be like plus 110 or plus 100, um, just because there's usually a much larger gap in these kinds of fights. But I think Pires is the, also the right play here too, because what I've seen out of Apollo Gomes is a lot of kicks, particularly early on in the fight. And they're not just like hard, low leg kicks. Like you would probably hope somebody finding range early in a fight would use, um, you know, the, the ones that shut off the nerves in your calf. Instead, he throws a lot of like push and teep and uh, oblique and sidekicks, mostly just like forcing somebody to fight at a farther range. And the problem with doing that against Pierce is Pierce does a really good job of chaining wrestling attempts together. Um, when he gets you up against the cage, it goes single double. Uh, he's got some nice high body lock stuff. And I really do like his transitions on the mat too. He's like, a, w- once he gets you down, he moves between pr- positions very nicely. Gomes himself likes to wrestle, um, which is kind of weird that he spends so much time early in the fights, like forcing people to fight at range. And then like later on wants his own takedown anyway. Uh, but the bottom line is, is I, I just don't think he's as good of a wrestler as Pierce. I definitely don't think he's as good at jujitsu. And if he throws any of those kicks out early, I think they're going to get caught and reversed on him. Um, so I like Pierce's abilities to finish a fight on the mat. He did some really nice, nice body lock work to a rear naked choke the last time out. So I think Pierce is probably going to capitalize on those attempts. But even if he doesn't, positionally, he'll probably win two out of three rounds here. All right. There we go. We're going with favorites to kick off the event. Hopefully Gumby's got, well, we don't know for sure they're going to be favorites, but hopefully Gumby has some potential dogs for us going uh, going forward because you usually count on him to uh, to give us at least one dog, usually more. All right. Tell you about some more of our sponsors. Cut. 
can't forget to tell you about Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer -peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer -peer social betting is a new and better way to bet, bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes and tons of fun social features that give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers a lower VIG and fully customizable odds. Create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things so you never have to chase anyone down for money. Social features include group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head -head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. And the rewards is you get your cash back every single time you bet against your friends and other users. Reminder, Cut is the peer-to-peer -peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T com kutt.com use promo code sgpn for a 10 percent deposit bonus and we're also brought to you by hall of fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this nfl season hall of fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines research every nfl nba and soccer bet with historical stats and data enter any parlay idea in the hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN. There's that code again. To get 50% off your first month today, start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And of course, last but not least, our merch store, the SGPN merch store, sportsgamingpockets.com slash store. 15% off everything in the store. Now until the end of the month with the promo code S uh, playoffs. See, I almost went with the SGPN promo card. No, this one is playoffs. Uh, we're competing against other shows to see uh, who can sell the most and get a bonus. And Gumby and I like money. Our children insist on eating all the time. Well, at least once a day, they insist on eating. Usually more. Usually all day long, they insist on eating. So it's just one long meal. Um, so get some SGPM merch, preferably the MMA Gambling Podcast merch. Um, Gumby, are you wearing any right now? I am not. Do you have a no? I'm sorry, I'm, no sorry, I'm not. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Buy some merch. Don't be like us. Usually we have merch on. Not today. Sportsgamblingpockets.com slash store. Gumby, your hat. We didn't mention your hat yet. What is on it's, that hat? It's just a catcher's mask. This cool. Is like a, and yeah, where's it from, Gumby? Uh, Gumby, who made it? Baseballism, uh, which is a, uh, base, it's yeah, not it's a baseball our, website. It's not. It's not the people place, you want me to get a sponsorship yeah. from. No. Yeah, shout you out, should. Shout out to the Clink Room, though. <laughs> They're not going to give us one if you keep giving them free ones. That's the thing. Because <laughs> you got to say, "Hey, I used, I was giving you, um, giving you um, free ones, but now the uh, freebies are done. It's like a drug dealer gum. You give them a little taste, <laughs> and then they get hooked, and then you have to make them. And then you make them pay for it. All right, let's move on, shall we? We'll stick with the weight class. We'll stick with bantam weight, three five minute rounds. Move up the card, one fight. Fernando Lorenzo, 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 Lorenco, Lorenco. I think he had it right the second of those four <laughs> efforts. Like I'm going to remember. Lorenco. Which one was that? Lorenco. <laughs> yeah, uh, versus Rafael Pejea. Um, Like I said, Bantamweights. We'll type up Pejea first. Mini Man is the nickname. That's a great nickname. I've never been called that. And neither of you, I take it. I don't know. I was pretty short for a while. Were you? Uh, yeah, I started high school. spurt. I started high school at five foot tall uh, and ended really it, ended it at six, three. Uh. <laughs> Wowzers. Wow. A, a spurt. See all that homeschooling. It stunted yeah, your growth. That's it, and man. Once, <laughs> once you got the fresh air uh, of the real world. And then they you let go, me, they uh, let me outside and I grew. It's like a, exactly. it's like a goldfish. They grow in the yep. size of their container. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is true. All right. This mini man Pereira, he's 10 and four, three knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Uh, this is his LFA debut. He's won five straight fights. He's not lost since December 2018. He used to fight 
down at flyweight and up at featherweight four and one in pro Muay Thai. And he's three years younger than Loren Cole. Loren Cole, Ben 10 is the nickname Gumby. That's a, that's a cartoon kid's cartoon. Is it? Yeah. Is that what he's named after? I mean, Ben 10 seems oddly specific for if it, if <laughs> it's, if it isn't a it children's seems, cartoon. <laughs> it seems rather specific. Why isn't anyone's nickname uh, Caillou? Wouldn't that be a good nickname? I don't think so. No, unless they were like no. a weird bald baby. <laughs> that whines about everything, man. That kid yeah. just whines and whines. Yeah, Ben 10, I see it is a show. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Look at that. Now you uh, came something. along. Okay, it's been around since 20, 2005. I was going to say it came along since my kids were old, but no, it has not. It came along before I even had kids, barely. All right, uh, Ben 10. This Ben 10 is Orenko. He probably was a little kid when he came out, actually. 17-3 uh, is his record. He's got two knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, so he's been finishing all his fights, which means what, Gumby? He owes his rounds. He owes his rounds. He doesn't finish a lot of people, though, so it's kind of up in the air if he owes his rounds. He needs to survive longer is what he needs to do. Uh, one known LFA. He's won 11 straight fights. Two straight via finish. He's not lost since April of 2018. So he's been busy since April 2018. 11 fights uh, since then. He's fight at Featherweight. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Congrats. Get the shirt. SportsGamingPockets.com slash store. Code playoffs. 15% off. Uh, he's four inches taller than Perheya. Imagine someone being taller than the mini man. Yeah. Okay, go I, ahead. I think Lorenko is going to come in here as a massive favorite. Uh, you know, both the 11 fight win streak you mentioned, you know, 20 fights being on his record, the fact that he's actually fought in LFA before. I mean, I, I think you're going to see him at like negative 350, probably like a plus 300, plus 275 return on Pajeda. And I actually think this is going to be one of the best dog spots you see in regional for some time. Uh, I, I, I went and watched Pajeda because I'd never heard of him. And, and as a matter of fact, I, I, I will tell you going into this fight, uh, when I saw Lorenko's name on the fight card, I was excited. I really enjoy watching Lorenko a lot. I thought I was going to be all over him here because his grappling is incredible. Um, it, it, he's not the best at getting the fight to the mat. Uh, in fact, a lot of his a lot of his grappling is like somebody trying to take him down and him reversing the position and winding up in a good spot. Um, but like his this is such a weird thing to point out, but like his leg his leg dexterity is so good. Um, like if he's got your back, even a little tiny bit, he will find a way to get the far side hook in. Um, it, it's just because he's got like hands for feet when he's on the mat and it's, it's really, really, really impressive stuff. I think the problem here for me though, is he is going to be wildly outmatched on the feet. Pajeda, who, like I said before, knew nothing about him, was just all in on Lorenko. I was like, sweet, can't wait to pick him again. He'll probably be a huge favorite, but I can't wait to pick him again. And then I watched Pajeda fight, and I'm like, this dude is going to be 30 times faster than Lorenko on the feet. He's got nice power. It seems like uh, it seems like maybe he's not the best in the world at, on the mat, but it seems like he's good enough at stalling out and getting back to his feet here. And as long as he doesn't give up his back stupidly on the time they go to the mat, he'll be fine. And that's if Lorenko can get it there. Cause as I mentioned, don't love his offensive wrestling and he's gonna have to step into short range with a guy with tons of Muay Thai experience throws nice knees. I mean, again, he's just so fast is Pajeda. Um, th there's so much I like about this guy who I had just discovered. And really, I think again, probably we're talking about like three to one underdog here. I think it's going to be the best spot on the card you can find. All right. Boom. Mini man. I'm interested in seeing this mini man fight now. Gumby. I'm all in. If you think he's the 
mini man too. Wait until our show tomorrow. Oh yeah, we have. There's a very mini man. Short on the King. Show tomorrow. Hey, wait a minute. You're not in the Short Kings anymore. I thought. No, this is a guy. You're not in the Short Queen. No, wait a minute. He's, he's short a guy. Kings. Okay, so it's short, short Kings. Kings are okay. Queens are not right. Short Short Queens are okay. Yeah, I like Short Short Queen. I just don't like Short Kings. And he's right, like, short. he's short, but is he that short? He's not short like the guy we're going to talk about tomorrow. No, no. <laughs> the other guy made uh, made Prince look tall. That, uh, the guy tomorrow. Uh, all right. Let's go to, are we going to the main event already, Gumby? No. Co-main event. Lightweights. Three five-minute rounds. Anderson Fajaya versus Samuel Silva. Mr. Silva. Caviera. Cave and then IRA. Caviera. Do you know what that means? No, not at all. It means skull, Gumby. You got to bone up on your Portuguese. Was that a dad joke? Bone up on, on for skull? Oh, yeah. No, that's a yes. It was on purpose. <laughs> it was on purpose, of course. That is a good joke by me. See, I'm funny even when I don't want to be funny. I know lots of Portuguese now after listening to the Top Turtle MMA podcast this week. I learned well, all my Oh, yeah. yeah. There, there's a Portuguese language interview on the Top Turtle MMA podcast. You can enjoy that. It it's is. really good. Bruno and Brazil. Great, great translator, Bruno. by the way. Yes, great translator. Caio Bahio. I assume he was wearing glasses. Were they both wearing glasses? Because they weren't. Really... Sadly, you'll you'll actually the the video will come out later. Uh, and no, no glasses out of them, unfortunately. Oh, too bad. Good good interview, regardless. And we're still on the Bruno Brazil train, right? We mm-hmm. got off, but I think we're back on, right? Yeah, she looked good against Sean Bannon. Yes, exactly. All right, where were we? Oh yeah, skull the skull guy. Uh, Silva is eleven four and one six knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice. At one known LFA, he's won three straight, and he's got eight zero and one over his last nine. Was a regional champion, used to fight at featherweight. Six years younger than Fahea. Fahea Buzika is the nickname that doesn't translate to anything. We'll say it's Bazooka. Okay, I like That's it. Good, I like it. <laughs> Buzika is eighteen and four, sixteen knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice. Two zero in LFA. He's won four straight, three straight via finish. He's not lost since November twenty twenty. We got a lot of people on long winning streaks uh, on this event. Uh, used to fight at featherweight. Was a regional champion in twenty twelve as a pro MMA debut. Uh, Anderson Fajeda, first of all, could not be a bigger fan of this dude uh, for two reasons. Number one, wicked exciting to watch fight. Definitely a UFC prospect in the future. Number wicked two, awesome. No, number two, he I cashed him at plus three hundred. Uh, it will be 364 days before this event. I went back and looked at my spreadsheet. Uh, we had him in his LFA debut at plus 300. Uh, yeah. Nobody had heard of him. Again, they like to list the guys who have fought in the LFA a little bit higher than the newbies. He was a newbie. Mm-hmm. Knocked the dude out in the first round at plus 300. Uh, never forget a guy like that. And it's because he's, I mean, he's dynamite with the hands. He's got like really nice step-in hooks, uh, closes the distance and, you know, rips to the body or, and then eventually throws that one up over the shoulder. His left back leg kick to the body is one of the most ferocious things I've ever seen. I can't very find, specific. I can't I like find it. him, uh, clips of him knocking people out with it, but like, dude, this dude's got to have a bunch of liver kick knockouts that on the regional scene that I just can't find because like he throws that kick to the body on that side and it dude it looks so freaking hard i don't know how everybody takes it i'm guessing he's going to be negative 250 here um you know you're probably going to get plus 210 on the return if you do like samuel silva i will say in general i just don't like samuel silva he throws a um 
He likes throwing a low leg kick. When he does, his hands vacate his face, which is just like, you know, that's a nightmare if you're fighting anybody with knockout power, especially somebody with a stepping hook. I honestly think this fight ends probably two minutes in when Anderson Fajeda decides he's going to walk through one of these low leg kicks and hit one of his step-in hooks. Um, that step-in hook will land. He'll go to sleep, and, and we'll call this a day at like two minutes and 15 seconds in. Uh, and you can have Anderson Anderson Fajeda probably as a you know two-and-a-half-to-one favorite here, but uh, probably still well worth it. Another very specific two and a half minutes in. You said I said two. I said two fifteen. So uh, oh yeah, okay, sure, even better. Just make sure you mark that appropriately because yeah. uh, if he if he scores a knockout at two fifteen, we're gonna clip this out, post it on every single social oh, media yeah, site we can find, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the two fifty was was the line. That's what I was thinking, right? You oh yeah, yeah, two fifty, two fifteen for uh, his. Case. Yeah, no, the, no, yeah. That, that's that's how I got it mixed up here. All right. Fahea and Gummy is very specific too uh, about when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. So um, we'll look forward to, to seeing that, Gumby. All right. To the main event. This is not three five minute rounds. This is for the LFA Light Heavyweight Championship of the World. Five five minute rounds, 205 pounds. Bruno Lopez versus Marcos Braja. I can't remember what we said. Bragao? Bragao? Bragao. Bragao. He is the challenger, Bragao. His, his nickname is Ironside. 17 to 6, 12 knockouts, three submissions. I hear that sounds like a 70s uh, detective show, don't you think? Brigajao? No, Ironside. <laughs> oh, Ironside. Not Brigajao. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in Portugal. Brigajao. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about those um, shows, right. but I don't ever heard of a show called Brigajao. Brigajao. 17 to 6, 12 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. LFA debut, he's walking right into a title fight. Uh, three and one over his last four, including winning his last fight. Oh, one on contender series. Who do you lose to Gumby? Do we, do we remember uh, this? Yeah, I lost to give me a second to think about that. I don't know. Off All right. The top of my head. Uh, you I'll put the intern on it. Three years younger than Lopez, two inches shorter. Oh, taller. Excuse me. Brunau. Brunau is Lopez's nickname. 11 and one, five knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once. He owes his rounds five, five minute rounds. He owes us two and on LFA and is the current champion. He lost the contender series as well. So Gummy's going to tell us who he lost to also. Uh, won his last, lost that fight via TKO. Uh, that was his last fight. Used to fight at Welterweight 2013 was the pro MMA debut. Lucky he did not give up his belt because he lost the contender series and he's back in the LFA. So uh, Lopez lost to, I do remember that one. That was Brenson Ribhibiero, um, yeah. who's who hasn't debuted yet, but I think is fighting right around the corner. Brigajau lost. And the reason I didn't remember it is he lost to, he was the first of two people to lose to Jamal Pogues on, uh, ah. on the contender series. So he's the one who lost like all the way back in like, you know, 2019 or 2020 or whatever it was when Pogues first one didn't win his contract. Uh, and then wound up back in the UFC. So that was uh, Bria Xiao. But uh, I, I think Lopez is going to be a big favorite here. I think you'll probably see negative 275 next to his name. Again, plus 230 maybe on the return for Bria Xiao. And I think I think it's all favorite here for me. Um, Lopez, you know, I don't think he's a particularly great UFC prospect should he get another crack at the contender series because of the way he – rushes in with punches and seems to have no defense for his face. I mean, that's why Brenton Hibiero, you know, put him away with uh, a pretty mean shot and then some follow-up hammer fists. I, I just don't think he, 
he is well enough rounded in both offensive and defensive grappling to do that. But the thing is, is he does throw big bombs and he comes forward and he closes the distance well. And when you look at Brigajau, like Brigajau is very tall uh, and he's he, he stands tall. Um, he maybe doesn't do like tall guy defense stuff when he leans away, but he's got other issues with his defense. Like I've seen people rush him and pretty much what he does is he just covers up and waits for it to stop. And you do that against Bruno Lopez and like, he's probably going to rip you once hard enough that like, you'll, he'll at least knock you off balance, even if he's hitting your arms. And the other thing he does is when he himself wants to move forward, he sort of just like crudely crashes into like a clinch and like, doesn't seem to be playing really good defense when he does that. So I think Lopez is probably going to land something here, whether it's worth the, you know, if he's in the net high two hundreds, I think there's enough variability in this fight that I probably am not interested in Lopez at negative 275. If he starts getting near the low 200s or if he does squeak into the 100s, I, I think Lopez could be worth a play there. Um, but like as he nears 300, I, I just think with the very, like I said, the variability of light heavyweight in general, then the fact that Bruno Lopez is kind of, you know, swanging and banging and like, I don't know necessarily that there's a good play there at that kind of price. So I'd either wait for it to come down or, or hope he's in the 100s here. All righty. So there you go. Hopefully we get odds for this very soon and you can get in the discord and um, we can make adjustments if we need to, to any of these picks. All right. Um, Lopez, or uh, I'll give you all his picks again. He being Gumby, Lopez, Fajaya, um, Pajaya. I already forgot again. Um, Just give me Perez. I, uh, Pires, uh, no, it's, uh, Pires. I can't remember how you say it. <laughs> I already forgot. You told me how many times and I already forgot. Just go with it. <laughs> P-I-R-E-S and Tulio. One thing I didn't forget, short queens are okay in Gummy's book. Short queens are I, fine. I, I remember the important things. All right. Thank you for coming to the show. Hopefully the show was okay for you as well. As I mentioned, the Discord is a place to be, to chat with us or say hi, uh, or lurk. Uh, com slash discord twitter is sgpn mma gumby runs that for us he's a gumby vreeland i'm a jeff fox writer there and same handle on instagram obviously our, our youtube channel mma gambling podcast uh give us a follow at the very least even if you, you uh, prefer to listen rather than to watch on youtube um moneymma.substack.com is the place for all my writing and my pick em contests and all the stuff i do in mma is there uh, Gumby's got Top Turtle MMA podcast, which I alluded to already. Uh, very good episode again this week. Bruno Brazil and Blake Builder. I remembered because they're both BBs. That's correct. There you go. So listen to that. You don't have to listen to me that way. Uh, and then sportsgamingpodcast.com, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Playoffs is your code there. Uh, what else? Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, and if you sign up for Underdog Fantasy, MMA SGPN, of course, is the code. Just sign up help out help uh, us us brothers out here um we'll be back tomorrow we're going to cover the biggest promotion in the whole wide world of all time tomorrow on our on our episode uh it'll be me jeff skull fox and ben tan gumby vreeland will be riding shotgun and we'll see you then bye-bye